Oh, God, that's our prayer. We need you. There's not a time when we do not need you. There's not a place where we will not need you. We need you every hour, right here, right now, in Jesus' name. Amen. Question. Does Jesus have a parable that ends with the word, words, the kingdom of heaven is like unto an elevator? Answer, not as far as I know. Question number two, did Jesus ever deal with elder care? Are you kidding? It's beautiful. You got to look at words you never knew. We're talking about elder care. Open your Bible, please, to John chapter 21. Let's go. John chapter 21. Everybody loves the story, and this one begins with a, one of those, one of our favorite stories, of course. The disciples have spent the whole night fishing and didn't catch one blooming fish. Early in the morning, some stranger on the shore calls out, hey, throw your net on the other side, and you'll catch all the fish you need. And boom, their net is bursting with shiny silver backs. And of course, the disciples instantly know this is our beloved Master Jesus. This is our now resurrected Lord Jesus himself. And leave it to Jesus. He already has a campfire going. Breakfast is ready to, to be devoured. And they drag that heavy load in. They jump out of the boat. And they start eating with Christ. And somewhere in the middle of that uh, breakfast, Jesus stops. And he says, yo, Peter. Hey, Simon, son of John. Do you love me more than all of these? And Peter immediately averts his gaze. He stares into the flames. Not sure if he's going to cry or not. He says, Lord, you know everything. You know I love you. And he resumed the breakfast, and it goes on for a few moments, and scene one is repeated as scene two. Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Lord, you know everything. You know I love you. And the breakfast goes on, and the conversation continues, and boom, you got it. Third time. I want to pick it up right here. Number three. In the, in the Gospel of John, chapter 21, here we go, verse 17. And the third time Jesus said to Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Three times you spit on my name and you swore you didn't even, had no idea who I was in public. So three times in public, I'm asking you to testify, do you love me? Peter was hurt. Because Jesus asked him the third time, do you love me? And he said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. And for the third time, Jesus says, good. Feed my sheep. Now, here comes this beautiful elder care moment. You've read it so many times with new eyes. We read it now. Verse 18, let's go. Very truly, that's a, that's a literary device that only John uses. It's a double amen. Amen, amen. Whenever John says it, he says, reader, stop, slow down. This is big. So we're slowing down. Amen, amen, I tell you. When you were younger, you dressed yourself and you went where you wanted. But when you are old, 
You will stretch out your hands and someone else will dress you and lead you where you do not want to go. I remember preaching on this passage when my dad was in the audience out in California. And the moment I read those words, it suddenly hit me as I'm standing there. My dad, who my mother has been worried, is experiencing the onset of early onset of dementia. Four months after that moment, Dad went into a nursing home from which he never left until he died. And I remember coming to those words, someone else is going to dress you. And I thought about my dad. And someone else is going to lead you where you don't want to go. It's the story of a nursing home. Elder care. Wow. Craig Keener in his wonderful commentary on the Gospel of John, Keener writing, Diogenes, the cynic, reportedly told a man whose servant was putting on his shoes that he would ultimately have to depend on that servant to wipe his nose as well. You're going to get older, and he's going to be wiping your nose one day. You mark my words. Keener goes on, the description of dependence here in verse 18 could apply simply to old age, elder care. Oh, but the language of stretching out the hands probably suggests more than merely the dependence of old age. And John makes sure that we get the double meaning by putting in verse 19, Jesus said this to indicate the kind of death by which Peter would glorify God. And then he says to Peter, follow me. One day you'll stretch out your arms. You'll be crucified. You said you wanted to die for me, didn't you, the other night? You'll be crucified. And the tradition tells us at his request, upside down. But before we dismiss verse 18, well, that's not really elder care. Come on, come on, come on. I want you to think, 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 think. Who's the man who spoke those words? Who's this God who spoke those words? Just two weeks earlier, also red letter words. The same person from the cross gives us the the supreme demonstration of elder care. Watch this. Two weeks earlier, John 19, Friday afternoon, when Jesus saw his mother there, he's hanging on Calvary, And the disciple whom he loved, standing nearby, he said to her, woman, here is your son. He couldn't point. He's nailed. And then he says to the disciple, here's your mother. And from that time on, this disciple took her into his home. Talking about elder care, it doesn't get get any more poignant than what we just witnessed in that split second. Desire of Ages agrees. Desire of Ages comes along. The perfect example of Christ's filial. The word filial means the love of a child for his or her parent. Christ, the, the perfect example of Christ's love for his mother shines forth with undimmed luster from the mist of ages. For nearly 30 years, Jesus, by his daily toil, had helped bear the burdens of the home. And now, even in his last agony, he remembers to provide for his sorrowing widowed mother. The same spirit will be seen in every disciple of our Lord. Wow, suddenly now, a little shift of the paradigm, and it's talking about you and me. The same spirit will be seen in you and me. Those who follow Christ will feel that it is a part of their religion to respect and provide for their their elders, leave the word parents out, to, sub, to, to, 
to respect and provide for their elders, the aged in our midst. That's no leap. From the heart where his love is cherished, father and mother will never fail of receiving thoughtful care and tender sympathy in the Pioneer Memorial Church. We'll never turn down a need that will minister to these that God has preserved in their lives as a witness to his faithfulness in our midst. Wow. That's pretty clear. Which is why, by the way, the pre-incarnate Christ makes sure that the Old Testament is saturated with elder care. Watch this. I'm going to just fly these by you so fast you're going to miss them. But that's okay. Just listen. Leviticus 19.32, pre-incarnate Christ speaking, stand up in the presence of the aged people, show respect for the elderly and revere your God. I am the Lord. Psalm 92, verses 12 and 14, the righteous will flourish like a palm tree. They will grow like a cedar of Lebanon. They will still bear fruit in old age. They will stay fresh and green. And I think of one of our pioneer members who two weeks ago turned 108, Ann Bauer. She is precious to her family. She is precious to her Lord. And she's precious to this family. Wow, 108. Proverbs 16, 31, gray hair is a crown of splendor. It is attained in the way of righteousness. Proverbs 20, 29, the glory of young men is their strength. Gray hair is the splendor of the old. Isaiah 46, 4, God himself speaking now, even to your old age and gray hairs, I am he. I am he who will sustain you. I have made you, and I will carry you. I will sustain you, and I will rescue you. You never have to worry about elder care with me because I'm your Father in heaven, and I will care for you until you breathe your last breath. And if he's made that commitment, why wouldn't we make the same? And does it change in the New Testament? Hardly. Look at this, 1 Timothy 5, to his young protege, the apostle Paul is writing, verses 3 and 5, give proper recognition to those widows who are really in need. For the widow who is really in need and left all alone, and we had many of them sitting in church today, First Church, and some are sitting right now beside you, and you don't even know it. For the widow who is really in need and left all alone puts her hope in God and continues night and day to pray and ask God for help. Shall we answer that prayer? Or shall we say, no, we got what we wanted. It's nice. Too bad for you folks. Of course not. One more line from Paul. 1 Corinthians 12, verses 24 to 26, but God has put the body together, speaking of the church, so that there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. Isn't that the meaning of the church? Aren't we a community? Love, love on the move? Isn't that what we say around here? We say, well, that's Pioneer's mission, love on the move. Yeah, it sure is. Love on the move, does, not based on numbers. Not based on income, not based on age, not based on education, not based on profession. Love on the move is Pioneer's mission to every breathing human being on this planet. That's our mission. Love on the move. Of course we step forward. Elder care. 
beautifully models the truth about the church as the body of Christ so that its parts, so that its parts have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part says, wow, celebrate, high five. I remember watching John Paul II. You remember him. Struggle with his Parkinson's disease. And I never could figure out, why do you do this on camera? His, his, his voice became garbled. Speech modulation, not quite right. Drooling, the head in an angle that he couldn't correct. And then I came to realize how intent, how intentional he was that his own struggle to live and move remind us all that the weak must be able to depend on the strong to carry them through. And it's no different here in Pioneer. Harold and Donna Hobbenek, we just talked about them. They died five weeks apart this summer. Buried them both. Esther Tarango, here. The elderly do not attend this church because they're trying to teach us a lesson, mm -mm. but because they are trying, they are trying to demonstrate that they are drawn to this sacred house that has been their spiritual home for decades and decades. And as long as I can navigate the journey, I'll be here. Oh, I'm so proud of them. Some of us still haven't come back from, from the pandemic because it's just, you know, it's too hard. We just stay at home and do it. And they're negotiating these torturous stairs just to be here. Wow. The onset of physical and mental struggles that we face are not reason to stay away, but reason to find in the community, the church, in the body of Christ our Lord, the emotional compassion and personal sustenance we need, we crave, and we must have. And I go and greet them every Sabbath they're here. I'm talking about Bruce and Judy Zimmerman. They're right here, right now. This is their church. It's not easy to come to church, but they're here. God bless you. Every stage of life is precious to God and beautiful to us. <laughs> That means that when a newborn lustily cries out for mother's attention in the middle of a quiet moment in worship, we smile. We do not grumble. Why doesn't that mother do something? This is bad. Just get that kid out of here. No, we smile. I'm so glad that child is here. And if we got a problem with noise in the balcony, I'm so glad the teens are here. We don't say, no, if you can't conform to us, you just stay away. No, you, st you, st you, you keep coming. This is your church. It's not my church. It's your church. All of us. No matter what it costs, when that elder member stumbles or trips, we rush to their aid and do all in our power to prevent that from happening again. And that's what this Renovate 2.0 is all about. That's it, in a nutshell. Let's be clear. This new elevator is not for you and is not for me, not for most of us, but is a, is a gift from all of us, young and aged alike, for those who need it most. A love gift. To these who are a testimony to God's goodness, strength. So today we celebrate a very tangible way that we can show them we love on them. And by the way, it's not just for the aged. It's not just for the aged. 
My friend Tom, wheelchair. You already know the routine. You can't get up to this floor without going through stairs. Impossible. He said, right, the ramp. Don't ever bring that ramp up again. That ramp is not sufficient. You circle the church like Joshua going around Jericho just to get in it. I'm not dissing on our forefathers and our foremothers who built this beautiful sanctuary in 1959. But ladies and gentlemen, the Americans with Disability Act requires every community to be on the lookout for ease of access, including churches. We don't need the law to tell us what to do. We do it because we, we have elder care. We have elder love. And that's why we do it. Nobody's asked you to pledge anything. You're not going to get a pledge card in the mail. This, this will be done by you because you believe it's important for them. Out of love for them, you will do this. You got one letter from me this week. That's it. By the way, I wish you'd do it before the new guy gets here. June 1, 2023. Eight months and counting. We need to have this done. We cannot ask this guy to come in. You say, well, how do you know it's a guy? Well, that's where I work. <laughs> we cannot ask this we cannot ask this pastor. Take over the church and oh by the way, we still need to build an elevator. We really need it presto presto. You know what? Every day we delay this project, the ch- the cost goes up. That's why it's important we plunge in right now. And they're going to start January 1. We'll be done by January th- uh, June 30. We got to do it, folks. It's very right. For this, this campus congregation surrounded by young adults, I love it, surrounded by young adults, but we cannot forget these who, who are the one demographic slice that gives the most to this church. By age and per capita, they give more than everybody else. When they get old, they just say, count me in. Percentage-wise, outgiving you and me. No, we got to do it. There was nothing for them in the first one. We're going to finish the project right for them. Oh, and by the way, as, I, as uh, Dave just shared with us a moment ago, we do have a member of this church. She, a member of this church, has written and said, I'll give $100,000 if you guys will match it. Well, that's not hard. $100,000 means we'll, we'll get a two hundred just like that, and that's what she wants. Isn't that wonderful? She's not wealthy. She said, I just, I just want to do this for the church. I got a letter this week, a card from somebody on the other side of the country. Been a Christian for 14 years. Two years ago, was watching Hope TV, met Pioneer, and has been watching ever since. She just wanted to write and say thanks so much for everything, and we have a little something to help with the, with, 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 with just, it's a love gift. Receive it, please. I looked at the check. $100,000. She's not even a member of our community of faith. I just want to help you. Don't you ever tell me that God cannot finish this project. He has a thousand ways of which we know not a single one. That woman stepped forward. I talked to her on the phone this week. Wow. Praise God. We can do because God can do. And he's the greatest can-do God I have ever met in my life. Time's up. I want to sing a song with you. But first, I want to put the Connect card up, please. 
Type the word, um, uh, put the word, type the word renovate to, uh, here's the number you're familiar with, 269-281-2345. Everybody knows that number now. Visitors don't. So visitors do this, please, and there'll be something for you here as well. Just text renovate to that number. Here's what you're going to get. My next steps. So here they are. I want to be part of the Renovate 2.0 project to bring Jesus elder care to our most needy members and visitors. Yeah, me too. If you put a check mark there, that's not committing you to anything but to be a part of the project. And just seeing that, oh, she put it down. Did he check that? Wow. I'm so grateful. You're not committing to anything except be a part of the project. Put a check mark there. It'll bless my soul. Box number two, for more details regarding the project, go to pmchurch.org. Some of you watching live right now, slash renovate. You go there, three major documents with all more details than you ever wanted to know are on that site. You get a feel for the project. Go to it, pmchurch.org, slash renovate. Oh, box number three, I want to be part of the Pure Desire Conference coming in two weeks. Please send me information on how to sign up. I can't believe all the people that are signing up already. We're pushing this really hard, as you know, because of our series this semester, looking at at, uh, Blessed Are the Pure in Heart, Sexual Purity. It's an important time because we're not just about the aged. We have the young that we've been sent to mission to, and sexual purity is a huge deal right now for that generation and for you and for me, all of us. You want to be a part of the Pure Desire Conference? Put a check mark there. You'll get all the information you want. And by the way, we're, gonna, we're, gonna, we're subsidizing the cost. It's $100 to get in, but we're going to subsidize it, Pioneer, so that uh, for $25 you can get in. I'm going to be there. You don't go there because you're telling everybody, please pray for me. Now, there will be people there saying, please pray for me, I suppose. But this is so that we can be more effective in relating to one another in the area of sexual purity. So come on, sign up. It's not going to cost you a thing. And we'll send you all the information you need. Oh, there's a beautiful, there's a beautiful little chorus right at the, right at the end of the hymnal. And it's, we give thee all thine own. Is that it? But, but thine own. Yeah, Chuck, Chuck and Julie, come here. I want to pray first before you lead us. It's, it's such a beautiful little piece. I want you to stand because we're, we're, we'll close by singing this very short. It's so short that we're going to sing it several times. But it's, it's a beautiful prayer. Oh, God, we give you what is already yours. Dear Jesus, Holy Father, and blessed Spirit, elder care came from your heart, and elder care is in our hearts. We want to do it right. So take our humble, humble commitment. Whatever we give, it's yours in the first place. It's all yours. Others have gone before us in some significant ways. We thank you for their example. But we cheerfully want to do our part. Fill us with the elder care that is in the heart of the God of the universe right now. In Jesus' name.